Hey guys, it's Mr. McDowell Mayhem. Hope you're having a good day. So I came across this article and really the heart of it is at the bottom, but it's wrapped up in this piece um, about Prince Andrew, which this is not necessarily the point of what I'm talking about. Uh, Janet Street Porter, you know, SJW Daily Mail, which I don't know if you read some of the stuff, but a lot of it's sensational, very female centric stuff that, that she writes. Um, but she's talking about Prince Andrew's daughter getting married. And whatever you think about what's going on with Prince Andrew, it seems to me that he's done some illegal stuff. Maybe not illegal, immoral. I don't know the laws in Britain. I don't know the laws when it comes to royalty. But the fact that you're in the royal family, um, you've got some skeletons in your closet anyway. No, no offense to my British listeners. Um, but you're not really cut from the best cloth. Um, from my understanding of monarchies. Um, but they're basically talking about how his daughter got married and he wasn't in a lot of the pictures. And as I read this, it was like, well, no crap. I mean, it's supposed to be her magical, lovely day. She's not going to want to see a picture of pedo prints in there. But like I said, not the point. But so they're talking about this and about how um, basically Andrew has been spending less and less time out in about in the public. You can read the full article if you want to. Um, like I said, not really my point, but really it starts to get in here and, and where she starts, you know, Andrew's job since the Emily Matalas interview, um, in which he managed to dig a hole so deep he can never call out of is to do what he doesn't do housework or home decorating. He was someone who made friends with dubious characters like Epstein in order to get free meals and travel and meet more rich people who he could hang out with. Honestly, is that a career? When I read this, I, as I said, this isn't about him and Epstein. This is about, if you read this paragraph, this is what women do. I mean, <laughs> they hang out with dubious people to get free meals and travel and meet more rich people that they can monkey match to. I mean, and just this, as I read this, I just like started laughing. Um, his daughters at least have real jobs, although they too have inherited his love. So his daughter's real job um, is flogging weight loss products and slimming clubs. So... <laughs> granted that is a job but i wouldn't rack it up there as a career she keeps on trying great she's pushed herself forward blah 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 um this is where it really gets to the heart of it and you know it's this video is all, all about basically these these last little three-ish paragraphs um how galling it must be at home the couple share in the Royal Lodge where Sarah is pounding out another sword to bring in cash and Andrew is slumped in a chair. Realistically, neither one of them have to work. They're royalty. They get a stipend for just being royal. That's how it works from my understanding. So the expectations of that, of him having a real job, I don't think are there, but fine. All over the country, women can relate to the situation. Middle-aged men are brilliant at dot, 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 dot. Can you even complete the sentence? Women work all hours as well as running the home. Men work on their expanding waistlines. And when I read this one, I was like, maybe that's how it is in Britain. Uh, I don't spend a lot of time over in the UK. I mean, I lived in Scotland for a while. Um, but this is the absolute reverse of what happens. I mean, middle-aged men in America, um, and I would say not to insult anybody, you know, but when men hit their sexual market value peak at, at 38 from 38 until about 60, 
you're pretty much at your peak. I mean, there's a little bit downtrending um, once you get, you know, probably past 48, 49. Uh, but if you take care of yourself, you know, well into your 60s, you're still at the top of your game. Um, what are middle-aged men brilliant at? I don't know, whatever they put their career focus on. I mean, be it a mechanic, be it a truck driver, be it a cop, be it a teacher, be it a businessman, be it an entrepreneur, whatever a man has decided to, to do, he's pretty good at by that time. And so I, as I read this, I'm just like, middle-aged men, for the most part, are brilliant at a lot of things. I mean, maybe they're not masters, but you know, as the saying goes, jack of all trades, master of none. I mean, in my career, I've flipped homes, I've driven truck, I've done security, I've done computers, I've done network engineering, I've done, I mean, on and on and on. I'm not a master at all of them, but I'm pretty good at most of them. And so I think the majority of men in this world are the same way. And so this delusional paragraph, I was just like, I, I couldn't believe that this is kind of the mindset. But then as I thought about it, this is what women really think. I mean, they create this false narrative that is not even remotely true, but they justify it as, well, look at such, what the burden we have. So next paragraph, Prince Andrew has no skills, no mates, and no redeeming features. Well, he did have friends. Um, they probably weren't the best friends based on Epstein, but he did have friends. He did travel to islands. And <laughs> as I said, not a, I'm not supporting him. Uh, and so many modern middle-aged men and over blokes are like that. Um, most guys, yeah, we don't have a lot of friends. We probably have three to five decent friends, uh, maybe more, maybe less. Um, I've got probably two best friends and probably eight to 10 really good friends. Um, some of them are virtual. Some of them I, I play video games with online that I consider my friends. Um, but I think that I'm kind of in the norm where men normally do have a lot of friends. Women might just not see it and they might just be rationalizing that, well, guys don't feel the need to sit on the phone for hours gossiping. And so we're really not friends. I, you know, talk to my friends online, you know, once or twice a week and that fills the need for me. Um, so, you know, apples and oranges. Um, that's why women have drink parties with their mates on Zoom, binge watch Netflix, and only laugh when they're talking to gay men or their girlfriends. So last part of this is a little dig that, you know, their significant others don't make them laugh. They have to talk to gay men, which are non-threatening, or girlfriends, which probably they hate. Um, so now for the, the last little bit. Uh, young women have seen the future and are planning ahead. Freezing their eggs and picking male donors from catalogs. Soon, most men will be redundant. Andrew is just ahead of his time. So this really is kind of what got me to, to want to do this video. Because, you know, as I thought about this, um, you know, I've heard in America a lot of women are freezing their eggs. Um, it kind of leads into, into what I've been saying through some of my videos is that, you know, women are realizing for the most part that they're not going to be able to land the nines and tens. They're not going to be able to get the Brad Pitts for lack of a, you know, consistent example. Let's say Brad Pitt is the pinnacle. So they're not everyone's going to be able to get him. And most women, be it twos and threes, fours, fives, six, sevens, and eights, they think that they deserve a Brad Pitt. So they're not going to easily go settle, quote unquote, um, for somebody lesser because they think that they deserve the best. So when they get kind of ran through and the guys don't want to stay around in the back of their heads, they feel that, well, they deserve better. So yeah, realistically going to a sperm bank 
and going through the catalog of all of these guys that they have to have no relationship with. They don't have to appease. They don't have to make happy. They don't have to cook meals for. They don't have to pick up after them. I mean, yeah, that does sound appealing from on paper, I guess is how I'd put it. But realistically, they're missing out on, you know, somebody helping them raise the kid, which, you know, the whammon of the world will say that they don't need help. But really what this kind of the thought that it brought to me was that, well, all this is doing is forcing women that they're going to have to provide everything on their own. And as we've seen in society, women are not very good at that. And even if the man does very little in supporting the woman as she has the kid, other than, you know, providing all the money and letting her stay home and take care of the kid, um, if they divorce, she gets half his money and alimony or child support, which is how she supports herself. Um, you know, I pay child support to my ex-wife and if I don't get it in there the day it's due, I get a text telling me that she needs her money because she can't budget and she can't plan. So if that money's not in the bank, she's going to start bouncing checks. And that's how the majority of women are. And broad brush stereotype, that's how the majority of women that I've experienced are. But this really just kind of brings on the point where this woman is writing this article, you know, talking about the middle-aged man and how worthless they are. And woman's solution to this is go off and do it themselves. But really what's going to happen is that the majority of these women are going to get to the point where they're going to be too tired from riding the carousel. They're going to look at the catalog and realize, well, you know, I'm 35. I really don't want to have a kid that bad. So I'm just going to let my eggs sit in cold storage for the rest of my life and not reproduce, which, you know, I don't care either way. But it's just this delusion that women have in this day and age that they bring so much more to the table when really they don't. And, you know, criticizing middle-aged men for not doing whatever this woman thinks that middle-aged men should be doing is just mind-numbing to me. And it just reminds me, as I said again, how women are so out of touch with the big picture. They're so myopic in their approach with what's going on in the world that they don't look at the ramifications. They see the now, they see the immediacy, but they don't see two or three steps down the road. So it's what's going on right now, how can I fix this and how does this affect my emotions? Not, geez, if I don't find a partner and I do get pregnant, I'm doing this all on my own. And in the end, government's gonna have to take care of them because they're not gonna have a guy in their life. So I don't know, it, j just an article that made me question well, not really question, just kind of reinforces my view of women and my take on kind of society in general. So um, thanks for listening. Let me know what you think about it in the comments. Please like and share the video. As I've said, um, YouTube doesn't like MGTOW creators. Uh, there's a rumor going around that they're doing a purge um, of some of the bigger content creators. Fortunately, I'm not a big content creator right now, so I'll probably dodge that bullet. Um, there's just some funkiness that's been going on with my uh, channel. So who knows? I'm keeping my eye on it. Um, if you haven't, please subscribe. Uh, it helps me get visibility to more people. Um, you can also find me on Spotify under the Daily MGTOW Dose, and you can also find me on BitChute and MGTOW.TV under Mr. MGTOW Mayhem. If there's anything you guys want me to talk about, please feel free to send me an email at MrMGTOW at gmail.com, all spelled out. And until tomorrow, remember, the journey is the reward and you are the prize.